0: I'm going
1: And welcome to the PHLY Eagles post game show. After a wild 37-34 overtime victory by the Philadelphia Eagles, capped by a 12-yard Jalen Hurts touchdown run in overtime after the Bills had taken a 3-point lead on the opening possession of overtime, a game in which the Eagles trailed by 10 points twice, surrendered a go-ahead touchdown late in the fourth quarter and then sort of stumbled their way into a final drive in regulation before Jake Elliott nails through a just insane 60-yarder to send this game to overtime. This Eagles team now 9-1, and one, still two games clear of the rest of the league and proving once again that uh, no matter how ugly they can play through stretches of a game, this is a team that has serious just like unbelievable belief in themselves. And if that is the characteristic of this team, uh, I think that I think that is what it is. This team believes to the end that they are going to come back in the win. Uh, you saw Jalen Hurts sort of shaking his head after the Jalen after the Jake Elliott field goal. Like he couldn't believe that he let it get to that point. And yet uh he gets to celebrate by flipping the ball into the stands after running into the end zone for the game winner. 37-34 uh, the poor Buffalo Bills franchise, uh two missed field goals in this game, so many missed opportunities, but yet it is once again this is three games in a row now where the Eagles have won despite being outgained by over 100 yards. A wild one, Jamie. Uh you were uh, flipping out as Dylan Hurts ran into the end zone. And said let's do a post game show, Brian Johnson for Mayor. We got a lot to talk about, but let's just let you sort of uh Get it out.
0: Uh Bo, let me start by saying this. That was an incredibly professional, level headed assessment of the game. But let me just speak for every irrationally uh maybe inebriated or otherwise just excited Eagles fan and say, Holy shit, <laughs> this team, I've never seen anything like it. They just win. Like, of course the Jets is the one game they lost. Right. Like, of course. That's just classic NFL, you know, weirdness. And they just seem to A answer. game in which they had no Lane Johnson.
1: Sure. No Milton Williams. They lose Fletcher Cox in this game. They lose Zach Cunningham. I mean, maybe an upgrade comes in after that. But <laughs> just Without Christians everywhere. So many things going up against them. And, I mean, such an ugly performance in the first half on offense for them, save for one touchdown drive. And yet they, they find a way. Uh, there's I you know I've never seen anything quite like this
0: yeah the first half I did a halftime reaction video on our YouTube channel and everybody in here you nut jobs you absolute sickos please hit that like button while you're in here uh, and of course subscribe to our page Uh, I did a first-half reaction video and I was like that was absolutely embarrassing on the offensive side of the football and it was and I kind of said to you before halftime there because Romo came out and started the third quarter saying the Bills have played zone defense on every play of the game so far. And I kind of looked at you and I was like, why can't Brian Johnson figure out to dissect the pockets of the zone? Like if they're going to give you that start feasting on it and credit to him, Brian Johnson for mayor. Uh, we'll talk to Zach about, you know, the turnaround at halftime, but something happened, something was different. And I think you saw it on that last drive. They were kind of thrown to the open spaces within the zone on that big Devontae crosser, and then that third and four play to Devontae again on the outside. That'd be a beautiful throw from yeah, Hurts, yeah, really. And then the play that we hated earlier in the game, the quarterback draw from Jalen ends up being the game-winning play. Kudos. It is.
1: I feel like the quarterback draw is the biggest difference between how ugly it looks when it doesn't work sure. and how beautiful it does <laughs> look when it just happens to be. The right call. That and one I give him.
0: Yes, obviously it was like right a screen
1: a little bit like that. Yeah, but, yeah. but the heat,
0: the, the blitz was coming. I don't know if Brian. great pickup from Kelsey. There's a great block in there. Yeah, and Kelsey totally redeems himself after his weird yeah. end of the game. <laughs> uh, turns but, out he just had to pee really bad. <laughs> so yeah, Jimmy Kemsky, I think was speculating he had to go in and take a dump, yeah. which could happen. Nerves, yeah, you know. I mean, that
1: would make me flinch too. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but that play call to end it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, that. He, Nick Sirianni likes to think that this
1: team is like so great at all the details, sure, right? And that is part of the reason that they are they are so good. This team makes mistakes all the time. <laughs> okay, Jalen Hurts two more turnovers in this game. He's got to stop throwing the ball straight at rushers who are in his face. And then there's the botched handoff with DeAndre sure. Swift, Too or huge. actually with, with Kenny Gainwell, rather. Uh, at the end of the at the end of regulation, they had that like. Lolly gagging to the line, and then there's the two false starts on Jason Kelsey, Um, and Sirianni's not handling his timeouts correctly when the Bills have the ball. This is not a team that like makes the most of every little inch available to them. Sure. Right? This is ten games now. We see this all the time. Like the the idea that this team is going to just turn it on and play their best game. I don't know that we're going to see that. It's it's been ten games now. We talk about you know we joke about this is the worst nine and one team we've ever seen. That's not the identity of this team. The identity of this team is that they're down 17-7, they're playing terribly. They're down 24-14, they're playing terribly, and they still there is like the the Jalen Hurts um person like force of personality that brings people along to believe that so what, we're still going to win this game when we come back and and I believe that that is what is the identity. And I'm not saying Siri and I doesn't get credit for that. He fosters that sure. that belief, but like this is not a, a, a team that comes out every week and plays a clean game. They are sloppy every week
0: and still they find a way to win. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And I want to get your like kind of play momentum shift of the game. Cause I think it's easy for me, but like, you know, that clip went viral yesterday of Jeremy Fowler interviewing Jalen hurts. Right. Uh, well, coming out before the combine and all that. And was like, well, you're not going to be 30 and four in the NFL. The way he answered that. And he was like, we'll see about that. The way he answered that. Might be the most supremely confident <laughs> I've ever seen an athlete like that. And that's to your point. I, I think it's a trickle down effect to this team. And, and of course, Sirianni and Lane and Kelsey and BG and all the vets get credit for that. But I think Jalen Hurts' cool, calm, collectiveness, I got this attitude really just kind of trickles down throughout the entire team. And they've taken on that personality of like, it doesn't matter how many times I Plaxico Burris myself in the foot. We're going to win this game. And when Jason Kelsey made those two false starts on the final drive before Jake Elliott, holy hell. Right. Of all people. Yeah. I, I, I went, this is it. This is the game they don't deserve to win. And these penalties are going to cost them. And then Jake Elliott. I mean, I think that's the best kick of Jake Elliott's career. Absolutely. A 60 yarder in the driving.
1: Absolutely. rain. This like left to right. Just uh just
0: bullet I I think it was that on purpose I think it was a stinger as he said yeah yeah, he's he's a great golfer and he knows in certain conditions I'm not saying it's the same but it's like certain conditions if it's rainy and wet you got to have that stinger shot in your and he just whips out this stinger 60 (laughs) yard field goal this guy's unbelievable yeah um so I wanted to ask you what was your kind of play that you think changed it because for me I think 100% I put it on Bradbury's interception a huge play that I think got the stadium back in it, gave Jalen like, whew, okay, an easy touchdown is ahead of us here. I think that's the play that changed the game. Well, and it was, it was uh in conjunction
1: with that, then leads to the third down, sure play the crazy catch by Olamide Zacchaeus for a touchdown in the back. And what of the end a play zone. by Hertz! Great play by Hertz, rolling to his left and waiting and biding his time and finding somebody who's got one on one coverage. And I mean, Zacchaeus rising up for that catch is is fantastic. I do think that it might be nice if he were targeted a little bit more often yeah. in the offense. But or we could get a couple more zero yard screens to Julio Jones. <laughs> but that's a topic <laughs> for later in the show. But yes, I, that that is when uh, it did sort of feel like something. Okay, the ship, Eagles yeah. are going are to win this game, but still the Bills then come down and run the ball down the Eagles' defense's throat. And Now they're without several people in the middle of the defense, but. Uh, they still have to answer and, and come back and, and kick a game winning f- or a game tying field goal. So that is when I then I was like, okay, this is nuts. Like they're the, gonna win this game by ten points. Yeah, it seemed and like right to, then it
0: was like, okay, this team's got something weird about them. And I will say, like Josh Allen was awesome yeah.
1: in this game. Now the interception uh, accepted, but, but like, that's like, I thought he was the best Bradbury. player on the field today. And you know, if Gabe Davis, there, you know, last week it was the Marquez Valdez scaling drop. Today there was. Early in the game, the James Cook drops a Thank touchdown. You James Cook. And then in overtime, if Gabe Davis turns the turns a different way, sure. goes to the post instead of to the corner, the Bills win that game with a touchdown. And so there are several times this season where that has been like, if only the other team had made that play. But, you know, if uh, if my in-head ball should be my uncle, well, Bo. there you go. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I think there's luck in every NFL victory. Like, at some point in the game, something lucky is going to happen that go- went your way. I think the Eagles' luck has just come... Because they did enough where they shot themselves in the foot that the luck coming back to them on the Gabe Davis play, and Romo even said he would know better than me. It's kind of like it's hard to tell whose fault that was between Allen and Gabe Davis there. His point was like, just get your head around quicker, and that would be to the inside right. as opposed to the outside. It's uh, similar to the uh, Hertz interception to A.J. Brown last week. Sure. Where, like
1: the the blitz is coming. He doesn't have time to yeah. know exactly what. But
0: this team, like, yeah, a little bit of luck went their way, but... I mean, it's just kind of like that's who they are. They they take advantage of luck better than most teams I've seen, if that makes sense. I'm not saying it's something they rely on, but they respond to the luck very well. Yeah, and and also, like
1: the – and I uh, Danez, uh, D5 Danez has tweeted about this this week. The, the statistical support is that the Eagles have been – The best team in football in the second half when games are close this season they have played their best when games are on the line and and i think that that does sort of support the eye test
0: yeah i mean zach wrote an article this week it was great it was like three-parted you know one was desai in the second half in his defense uh part of it was brandon graham And Brandon Graham, yet again, with a huge sack on third down when the game is in in its most crucial stages. Huge play, and on the Um, the day he becomes the leader in all-time regular season games played for the Eagles franchise. Yeah, but it's not like the Eagles are getting out in the first half and just bloodying teams. It's more like their ugly wins and that halftime adjustments, whether it be from Brian Johnson or Sean Desai, are winning them games. So I, I really think this coaching staff has been pretty phenomenal this year. Like, I know Brian Johnson frustrates the hell out of we'll you. At times. we got to have
1: that conversation.
0: That first half was ugly. There's no way to sugarcoat it. I don't know why DeAndre Swift had as many carries as Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott. Like, for the life of me, we'll never understand that. But big-time credit for the adjustments in the second half, and, and and they turned it around. Yeah, you know, like, like I recognize
1: that I, I do not understand the scheme sure. like they do, obviously, right? And it is it is silly for me to say, like, make it a little bit simpler. And yet, in this game, it was like in the second half, yeah. okay, well, we don't have Lane Johnson today. Let's run the ball to the left side. Yeah. Let's give the ball to our best players, DeAndre Swift and Devontae Smith strategy. and A.J. Brown. And maybe that will work better than what we've been trying to do, which is a little bit too cute and maybe sticking to the game plan we had coming in instead of sort of leaning into – Let's keep it simple. Give it to the good guys. Run behind our best players.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bold strategy that they implemented there in the second half, running to the strong side of the line. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's like little things like that. And, uh, you know, just this, an, and this ability to overcome mistakes, too. Like, part of it's luck, sure. But, like, Jalen Hurts had 2 backbreaking turnovers in the first half. And I really believe that that is, the, that is like, the force of Jalen's personality. I think so. Yeah and he comes out in that second half and makes maybe not one, at least two, if not three MVP caliber plays and i think right now it's pretty clear who your NFL MVP is. Yeah, at this point? I think it's i think he's starting to run away with it actually. Um your odds aren't great right now if you had to draft kings. Mm. I like think he's definitely the favorite, but I, I I don't know how he loses it. Even if they lose the next two weeks they're still going to end up probably 14 and 3, maybe 13 and 4 at worst, at, at absolute worst, yeah. So like this win while it was an AFC team and the next two big ones are are big for the NFC standings, this set up the rest of the season for you know, you insulated yourself with a nice little cushion around you. It's well
1: that's exactly right because now you are free to if you want to I mean not want, but if you split the next two games Niners at home next week and then at Dallas, you are still in position to, if you win out, which is then at Seattle and then the sort of cake-looking final stretch of the schedule, Giants twice and Cardinals at home. If you split the, if you split the next two games, you're still safe for, yeah. for the one seed. So and not, Jonathan to, not Gannon, to say that that's what you're trying to do. Oh, but yeah.
0: You hate to see Jonathan Gannon get embarrassed today. That's a shame.
1: I'll let you say that. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, we'll, let, we'll let Zach defend that, him later. That, that rat fink. But you get two <laughs> Giants games. You get an Arizona Cardinals game, like – you just get through these next two games you're sitting pretty for that one seed and we all know how important that is well and that's exactly right like we saw
1: last season we've seen today like if you get these teams at home if you're going to get a, an extra bye week with Lane Johnson banged up and you know Dallas Goddard injured and all these other injuries that happened today uh, we'll find out if there's any news on on Fletcher Cox and Zach Cunningham Um, and I should say that Zach Berman is going to be joining us in a little bit from Lincoln Financial Field I believe he has some pool reporter duties to take care of uh tonight which means that he might not get quite as much time in the locker room as we would hope i believe the bills reporters want some information from the refs on the aj brown catch incompletion on the final drive right before uh the touchdown which seemed like an an easy
0: call to me yeah tony romo shut the hell up like he is just grinding on my nerves the more and more i listen to him but like, oh, I don't know. Uh, they're gonna have to this. dude. That wasn't even close. He he hadn't even taken two steps
1: yet. I did not think that that was close. No, I didn't. Think I thought that. that there were, you know, there were a lot of plays in this game where if you are uh, like a, not an Eagles fan and you're watching this team the last three weeks, you're like, they can't keep getting away with this. Um, like that, there were two missed field goals. Well, one was a block. That's you give credit to, to Baby Rhino, Jalen Carter for that. Speaking of Baby Rhino, we'll get to that in a second. We've got a new shirt that you can buy. Um, two missed field goals. There was the uh, should should it have been a horse collar call on Josh Allen on the Hassan Reddick play that then could have led to a touchdown. There's the James Cook drop. There are a couple ticky tack penalties sure. that could have been called. His Slay looked like he was holding a couple of times that that went uncalled.
0: But yeah, still I saw, like you know
1: it is what luck.
0: it is. It all balances out. I saw Warren Sharp, who's a big NFL. You know, I don't know what you call him, analyst. I guess. Uh, tweeting about Sean Hockley. I think that's a good description. I don't know what I call him. Analyst, I guess. (laughs) That's actually... I do like his content. Pretty correct. But he was calling out Sean Hockley for that horse collar because Hockley was staring him down. Oh, man. Rain is coming down here. Yeah. Celebration rain. And cheers to everybody out there in the Red Solo Cup land. Um, Yeah. I mean, like, every game, whether it's the Eagles or not, you can look at certain calls here and there. This is nothing unique to the Eagles-Bills game. It's... There's missed calls on every single sure, play. Sure, and the Bills also got the roughing the passer call on the Nicholas Morrow one,
1: great which... Great acting job by Josh Allen. Right. I think that's a call that probably gets made more often than not,
0: even if it's not exactly correct. But, yeah, I think that, that stuff evens out over the course of the season. Yeah, I think it all balances out. But it's just... I, I You know, I, we left last Monday night going, I can't believe they won that game. We leave tonight... Three in a row, yeah. Going, I can't believe they won that game. And Jalen Hurts... You know, he had that confidence before. Now he just took down Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and back-to-back come-from-behind victories. How good is that dude feeling? It's pretty wild. And when he feels good, I think, you know, it's the trickle-down thing, man. This whole team feels good.
1: Well, if you want to see this team that feels good in person next Sunday in the game that everybody has been looking forward to since the schedule came out, the Niners, the Forty Winers, are coming to town Next Sunday at 425, if you want to buy tickets, well, you can go to Game Time, because Game Time is the place to buy tickets for your favorite events and to do it so that it's not stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. They've got flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the, re- in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Just two taps, and Shout you're out set. GB. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed
0: well before we get to zach Bourbon, let's talk about his son's favorite store shall we uh, let's do it and that would be wheelhouse cards because they have two locations for your convenience in wayne and westchester i was a card head growing up and wheelhouse cards uh you know now that i have a little money in my pocket and i'm not scrounging quarters out of the couch Big would flex. be a dream place to go spend some money especially this holiday season coming up it's our go-to gift Uh, sports card and apparel shop in the delaware valley their motto is cards and community because the love of sports unites us all they carry all your all of your favorite card brands like Topps, chrome baseball and mosaic football as well as great gear and apparel t-shirts hats and hoodies from brands like mitchell and Ness, 47 brand junk food starter and of course one of my personal favorites shy vintage sports And if you're looking to grade your sports card collection, well, Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host a ton of different family-friendly events and birthday parties, which would have been my dream as a kid, every single month. So stop into either of their stores. Wayne or Westchester open seven days a week. Open at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY to get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in-store. Be sure to give them a follow on Instagram as well, at Wheelhouse Cards. And while we're here,
1: let's talk about the Cyber Weekend Sale at the PHLY Locker. We've got five new shirts, Eagles-wise, that you guys can take advantage of if you're feeling good, feeling a little loose. Make a a move. 25% off all weekend. Plus, you get a $15 gift card if you spend $75. You got the Baby Rhino shirt that Jamie has been just clamoring for since the day we started this job. This kid is phenomenal. Well, and listen, in this game... When, I, the, he deserved the shirt. He, I knew it. He, he did. Um, in this game, when Fletcher Cox goes down, uh, leaves in the second quarter, and of course, you're going to Fletcher there it is. Shirt Look at that shirt as beauty, well. Check out all these bad boys. Old plus the sicko shirt, which we've been uh, waiting a long time for. Love those sickos. Um, you know, Milton Williams is down. Carter had to play a lot of snaps. He got hurt uh, in this game as well. Got banged up. Jordan Davis had to play a lot of snaps. We saw him sort of take that... Uh, Belly flop! Great play, play by him. Great, great play effort. by him in in uh, chasing Josh Allen. Uh, Jalen Carter was was a big part of this game, and then he also had that that monster paw on the blocked field goal. This kid is.
0: Uh, I always think about how much that must hurt. Yeah, it's gotta hurt. Plus, a good I think he had actually hurt his hand earlier in the game. Yeah, he did. On uh, him and Reddick, I think almost missed the yes. sack together, and I think he might have caught Reddick as he was flying by him. This kid's special. Like sometimes the special ones just let you know right away. And I, I, every time I watch this kid to my dumb, naked, you know, fanalist eye, I go, he's making a difference on every play. Like Brandon Graham's sack tonight was a result of Jalen Carter just absolutely disrupting the pocket. Uh, I really think this kid is a, you know, bestie tackle of the league for a decade to come in Eagles green. I don't, I mean, it's a ridiculous thing to say and I don't think I disagree. Yeah. Like he just... He 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 affects the game in so many ways. Uh, I really think he's like. I hate to say it this early because my old colleague Bob Cooney would yell at me. Like, let the kid finish his first year first. Sure. This kid has Canton potential, and I know that's you know eleven games. No, I don't think that that's crazy. Yeah, I also think like you can you can get ahead
1: of yourself on the good on on the on the the good side. Yeah. Uh, Like. If if it's Nolan Smith we're talking about, it's sure. like, okay, let him finish his first yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, You know, let's see what he's like year two. If a guy is this good this early, I think it's okay to be like,
0: holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of all lathered up here after the yeah. big win, but like, I think the kid has that type of potential. There's no doubt about it. So I mean, get a baby you now. When Fletcher shirt Cox now. comes in here, that's what he wants to talk about is like, is he, he can't is, believe how good Joe he's is. He's that impressed by yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the fact that you got him at number nine in the draft. I think everybody agreed before the draft, circumstances, not circumstances that he was a top one or two player in this draft, and he's shown you that's accurate. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, and he's and he's the odds-on favorite to win defensive rookie of the year now, as he should be.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's stick with the offense for now, and then we'll get to the defense. Because can we just skip the first half? I thought the defense played very well and kept him in the game in in the first half. Um, Jalen Hurts finishes. 18 of 31 for 200 yards, three touchdowns and one interception, adding 14 carries for 65 yards and two touchdowns. What a weird game where Jalen Hurts like was sort of mediocre for most of this game. Was like slow to read and seemed very indecisive early in this game. Really through the,
0: through the first like three quarters of this game, he was two and he finishes f- with five touchdowns. Like that is actually wild. Yeah, but he was two for nine at one point. And I think four of the incompletions, like 30 passing yards at halftime were throwaways. It was one of the the worst three plays
1: of the game were him throwing the ball.
0: Yeah, he went three for three. And and this is where like the Brian Johnson narrative. And I know people dislike him for whatever reason. I've been getting text messages all game long. Like, dude, fire this guy. But but and I'm not like a Brian Johnson defender. But 10 and one is 10 and one. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. we're not firing a guy at ten and one. Oh, <laughs> there's a couple of my buddies in the phone want to fire Brian Johnson. But to me, like that first drive of the game, it's like, all right, why aren't you trying to get DeAndre Swift involved?
1: But of course, this is the thing that is so impossible to to say from a distance without being in there. Like, I would imagine that the offensive plan in the beginning of the game—that's the stuff that Nick Sirianni has. Helped put together all that
0: long, Oh, week absolutely. Along, right.
2: And so Definitely.
1: you can't really just say, get rid of Brian Johnson. Offensive game, right? Plan. Like, we'll, it's, we'll change it, it too. it's, it's Sirianni's offense. And especially early in the game, you would figure that that's what he's put together. If anything, like the fact that they've been better in the second half, most is of the credit time on offense is a credit to Brian Johnson. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, Jack Driscoll. Okay. It was not an abject disaster like it was Yeah, against. Yeah, he started slow. gave up a, like an immediate pressure on the first play. Yeah, Ed
0: Oliver was all over the place
1: early. But uh he did it did seem like he settled down a little bit. And they like they were they were not running the ball well to that side and Cam Jurgens was a part of that too. So I I not have to we'll have to watch what it, what the tape says about that like run blocking wise, but pass protection wise he did seem to hold up better as the game went
0: on. Yeah, but let's not sugarcoat it. That first half offensively was dog shit like squared that was i don't know if it was the weather i don't know why you're not targeting aj brown uh there was a lot in that first half that left you scratching your head and there was really no reason to feel optimistic offensively about the second half Uh, now they went out there and as you said accounted for basically five touchdowns including overtime and you go how how did that happen how did they go so jekyll and hyde there that's just one of those things I'll never understand. Yeah. I mean, the first half they go, so they go three and out. Then they have a, a nice
1: touchdown drive, 10 uh, plays for 66 yards. Then it's uh, two and out on an interception, four and out. They gain 14 yards, three and out again, three and
0: out again <laughs> when they fumble the ball away. And then it's the end of the half. Like, it was ugly. Yeah. It was, it was like honestly one of the worst offensive halves of football I've seen in a very long time. They had two first downs on the, uh, five drives that didn't result in a touchdown in the first half that's unbelievable i i, I still don't understand how they really won this game if you're a bills fan I, right now you have to have a bottle of bleach oh in God. your hand just going we're six and six with a point differential in triple digits right. in the they positive way that game. Yeah. your defense finally shows up in the first half at least versus an eagles team where you probably didn't expect them to you probably thought that was going to be like a 40 point game shootout that you win your defense shows up in the first half, and you're going, "We got this," and then you lose in that fashion with a 60-yard stinger field goal, and you stop them in overtime. That, field goal, that must have been so crushing for them. Oh my gosh! Because they showed Gabe, I mean just Gabe a franchise Davis. that is just cursed by field goal luck. <laughs> they showed Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs on the sideline, like, like their brains were scrambled. They couldn't believe what they just saw. That's Eagles football. That's also Buffalo football. But, yeah. <laughs> it's a fair point. Yeah. And, and the Eagles, they said it in the game are the first team since the Buffalo bills in what? 92 to repeat, to go nine and one or better in the back, first back 10 seasons. games okay. after losing the Super Bowl. So the Eagles are in rare air of continuing a dominant run that they're on. And next week is going to be pretty, pretty awesome down at Lincoln financial field.
1: Yes, next week. Uh, next week will be very fun. But let's let's stick on this week. Yeah, absolutely. For now, but, I mean, you're playing for the number one seed next week. DeAndre Swift, 14 carries for 80 yards, 5.7 yards a carry, and not as much of a factor in the running and the passing game as I was expecting in this game. One catch for four yards, but uh, a, another productive day. There were a few carries here where he went a little bit Miles Sandersy, I thought, and you know tried to bounce something outside and, and lost yards. There were, I think, two of those in this game. One in particular was was pretty bad to the right side, but. When he gets in the open field, um, he's, he's got as much juice as anybody. And, and, I mean, with no Dallas Goddard, he should be, the I think, the third option in the passing game, even though Zacchaeus made that nice, nice play.
0: Yeah, I, I think this is back-to-back weeks now where you can directly tie DeAndre Swift as being the catalyst mm. to big scoring drives. Um, I hate to say I want more running back because I feel like 1980s hoagie-mouth Eagles fan in the 700 level screaming, like, run the ball. But I do wish there was a little better balance at times. Like that first half was a perfect time to get DeAndre Swift in, as a, in in the game, and you give him the same amount of rushing attempts as Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell. I like I just don't understand that. Well, now to be fair, Gainwell like those he, guys, he was effective. Gainwell today. had two carries for twenty uh,
1: six yards. Boston Scott had two for fourteen. So the running backs as a group had. Uh, let's see, 120 yards on 18 carries. That's like 6.7 yards. Yeah, I guess per I should carry. just say the running game so more. Yeah, yeah. Let's just run the ball on yeah.
0: the first half. You know, maybe maybe Jack Driscoll can knock the uh the anxiousness off. Maybe they can kind of right. like bring that physicality to the Bills, and we'll have to take about talk about the push to tush push. What'd
1: you make of that? Yeah, the, the Jordan Phillips on the first tush push of the game, just like the egregious encroachment. One hundred percent planned by Sean McDermott. If not by McDermott, by Jordan Phillips, sure, because he was dirty throughout the game. There were a couple other plays. He, him, and Jurgens mixing up, one hundred percent on purpose. One
0: hundred percent, he was gonna so hit too. somebody and bring the physicality. So like, to them. You think
1: you are gonna own the line of scrimmage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, am gonna watch, hit you before watch the whistle. this. <laughs> like we, might, we, you know, I am gonna give up this first down, but you are gonna be scared to do the tush push moving forward. And then they <laughs> they put the exclamation point on the drive with a tush push from like the two yard line, and like uh, you think you are the you own the the line of scrimmage. Take
0: it easy, and that's I think ours. that's low key genius by Sirianni because like his players were probably pissed off that yeah, Jordan it was, did first that. Down. It, yes. was, it was first down. It was
1: first and goal from the, like the one and a half. You don't like see this, that on
0: first. We're going to give this to them now. And he yeah. went, Oh, you're yeah. going to hit us early. Like well, that. I'll show you who owns the trenches. We do MF. And every time I get I like down that. here, I'll do it again. And that's the type of stuff I think really fires a team up because your coach is kind of like speaking as an extension of you. And I, I I do think that's a little bit of the secret sauce of Nick Sirianni's brilliance.
1: Yeah, I think I think Sirianni as like the emotion of the team is an underrated part of
0: Absolutely. Like he's he got his finger team. on the pulse of the emotion with this team. I think so. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, Devontae Smith, a big game, seven catches for 106 and a touchdown, a beautiful catch on the touchdown yeah. in the back of the end zone on a nice throw from Hertz. But considering you know the rain coming down and he's taking a hit as he goes up and gets that. A really nice play and then also in overtime that that crosser was a really nice play and then also the the third and uh, four or five that that he got open on a big game for Devontae Smith whereas AJ Brown goes five for 37 another relatively down game but he did have a touchdown
0: he did get his touchdown and that's the beauty of this team like I saw some people in the chat earlier and make sure you sickos are hitting that like button and subscribe button while you're in here enjoying and reveling in this awesome Eagles win Uh, I think that's the beauty of this offense is like Okay, if A.J. Brown is down for the count, then Devontae Smith can kill you. And if Devontae's quiet, that probably means A.J.'s going off. There's really not a game where both of them are held silent. So it's just like, pick your poison. What are you going to do? You know, Gabe Davis had a decent game for the Bills. They're probably a little bit slightly lesser of a version than the Eagles wide receiver core. But, like, what do you do? I mean, they're both number ones on the majority of teams in this league. You really, It's a defensive coordinator's nightmare facing this Eagles offense and it's sort of why the way
1: that the Eagles approached the uh end of game possession that led to the 60 yard field goal was a little disappointing QB draw QB
0: draw QB draw
1: yeah and and they get to the the 40 or whatever it was and they're sort of very slow to get to the ball don't waste that timeout, which is fine but you waste 20 seconds and it didn't seem like they were really on top of things and then that leads to the Kelsey false start, um, I would not have minded like seeing a little bit more more hurry up there. Like, let's go score a touchdown. We're not playing for a field goal. It seemed like they turtled a little bit.
0: I would chalk that up to Nick Sirianni's first that I can recall kind of time management blunder in I don't even know how long. Like, I think he's done a really good job mm-hmm. of – I disagree a little ooh, bit. Oh, what do you got? No, I just – he he's never been perfect with like end of game, end of half stuff. Okay, I thought the timeout was weird, but i I really don't recall, and maybe I'll have to pay better attention too many blunders there well the the famous one is I is, know you got a couple in well, there. the first half in the Super Bowl they
1: don't take a shot at the end zone it seems like it's 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 less about like uh like big boners of not having a timeout or um you know messing up the time instead of like when they should take shots or when they should be clocking the ball.
0: Things like that—they're—they are very far from perfect on those. Okay, uh, but maybe it's just the ex-Eagles yeah. fan in me that's so scarred by Tommy Oh, sure. Management it's certainly issues. better than it used to be. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like world's yeah. different than it used to be. Uh, but yeah, you know, I thought the end of the half was pretty, pretty lame. Or the end of the game. End of right? the game. Yeah. yeah. And then
1: I mean, you're obviously you can't you can't count on Jason Kelsey committing two no. false start penalties. Jake, the, what yeah. do they
0: call him? Jake the Make. Jake the Make. A Zach chicken tweeted the it out the yeah. Chicken Little. I think. Uh, You know, Devontae Smith is the one that gave him the Chicken Little nickname that he hated, which I think is the funniest moment of the Eagles season, actually, because he didn't know it. And Devontae's just out there gawking to the media. Oh, Chicken Little? Chicken Little? And he's like, wait, what? Chicken Little? I think Jake Elliott has earned the right to uh, be called whatever the hell he prefers to be called.
1: He can pick his own nickname.
0: Yeah, and I saw his ex-teammate Alshon Jeffrey, who Zach, you know, God, this kid's like an Eagles encyclopedia, uh, noted that Alshon made the big play before Elliott made the 61-yarder. Was that the Giants game? Yes. Um, and he tweeted out, Jake MF Elliott, a bunch of Eagles heads. So I thought that was pretty cool to see. That is, uh, that is nice. Good Jake Elliott, Alshon. man. Pretty Alshon much louder in uh, post-playing
1: career than he was <laughs> as a player.
0: Jake Elliott's becoming an Eagles legend, man.
1: He's the best kicker in franchise history. Tough day for, Ooh, for David, David Akers, Akers to be passed really?
0: by Brandon
1: Grant and be like sufficiently supplanted by Do you Jake Elliott. Like
0: I think Elliott has the clutch gene. Yeah, I think he's better. Do you think he's just overall better? Yes. I've never thought about it before this moment. Okay. He's got more big He's got like the Vinatieri. way
1: more big kicks, way more big kicks. Also, just a bigger leg. Like you know, the times have changed a little bit. David Akers wasn't really banging home many for many from fifty plus. It's a good point. Yeah, Jake Elliott's probably better. That is whew. also like like the the league was kicking more field goals then. Sure. Um, now so there's he's a lot. Get, of- he's racking up numbers on yeah, like you know, thirty five yarder chip shots. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to take a shot at David Akers. Not but, on this day. Know, he's already down he's, bad he's enough. He's the
0: second best kicker in this <laughs> franchise history. Leading point scorer, but yeah, Jake Elliott quickly becoming Eagles legend. Yeah, that's okay. And what a pickup by Howie.
1: He was undrafted, yeah, right? Bad job by the Bengals. They drafted him in the fifth round and then cut
0: him after. Training oh, that's camp.
1: right. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Thank you, Cincinnati. Yeah. Appreciate you. Bad job. All right, before we transition to the defense, as we still await Zach Berman live from Lincoln Financial Field, I want to give one more pop to the PHLY Locker. off this weekend, Cyber Weekend. Who knows if that had anything to do with Lane Johnson's sore groin. That's a conversation for a different time. But 25% off, $15 gift card if you spend $75 or more. Lots of good new shirts. There's also a fresh Sixers shirt that looks pretty cool. You got that Bryce Harper shirt. And uh, you know you can wear a hoodie. You get those hoodies. I, I just ordered myself a, a new hoodie. I did as well. I took advantage of the deal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I was going to order my—I yeah. was going to order my father-in-law one to like. And my wife was like, "He only likes zip ups." And I was like, "Well, all right. Well, he's not getting this sweet PHLY swag. I guess that means I got to order one for myself. You got to. I went okay. with the camo one. Did You get one for her too? Uh, no, not yet. Because okay. I spent enough on her Christmas gifts elsewhere mm. today. That I was like, this is well. I won't, She's probably watching, so I'm not going to ask you what they are. Yeah. Well, she, I think, knows. She kind of told me. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: this is like a, This is what I want. You go yeah, get that situation. yeah, we're
0: kind of at that stage. But she knows that this is the weekend
1: for deals. So, like, if you're going to get this for me, let's go and get our a good checking price account on it. went.
0: Ooh, this weekend, yeah, Cyber Weekend deals got me. I mean, that's, but that's where you got to take advantage. advantage. Yeah. Yeah. So hop to a season. uh, Let's get it going. Yeah. Hop in the PHL Y locker. get yourself some great deals right now because the t-shirts are comfy as hell. And so are the hoodies. So really looking forward to my new one. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the defense. Um, Again, Fletcher Cox goes down
1: in the second quarter. Milton Williams, not playing in this game. You know, Josh Allen gets sacked rarely. um, And they got him down a couple times. There was the Brandon Graham one. There was the uh, Hassan Reddick one, which we can debate whether it should have been horse collar, not technically a sack because they called intentional grounding. I see some tweets from the locker room saying that Reddick and Sack were saying to give him intentional grounding instead of the sack. Again, anti labor by uh, by Josh Allen. You know, let's let's have a little bit of camaraderie with our fellow players,
0: please. Yeah, but they're they're trying out there too. I mean, he he needs
1: that sack. He's got he's got bonuses.
0: I, I know this is irrational of me, but you heard me yell about it twice in the game. Hassan Reddick, Reed Blankenship missed two open field tackles on Josh Allen, and it seemed like they were close all day to just like sacking him. And I know they're in the heat of the moment. I know they're in a game, and I know this is an irrational thought. Um, Josh Allen pump fakes on every scramble. Yeah, stop biting. And and this is probably a, a problem we don't have to deal about ever deal with ever again, unless the Bills somehow make the Super Bowl at six and six. Just st- stop biting on the pump fake. He's usually past the line of scrimmage, and kudos to him for still getting away with it because he does. But like, just ah, oh, I was driving me nuts. Stop biting on the pump. Yeah, fake. it's tough. That, I, you know, and not to
1: like, this is like uh, somebody's a one hundred on the scale and somebody's like five on the scale. That when I was a, like a, a quarterback, that was my move to and <laughs> uh, in open like ten yards down the field, give give a half ah, pump fake. It works yeah, it like because football. it works. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. You can't help, but re- it's like yeah, because did, it's major flinch. Yeah. Like, okay. Great. <laughs> like I'm a human being. Like,
0: yeah. It's so hard to instinctively not do that. Yes. But yeah, that's just a minor, irrelevant, irrational
1: gripe from the game. And it's part of why Josh Allen led the Bills in running in this game, 81 yards on nine carries to go <laughs> along with 29 of 51 passing for. 339, two touchdowns, and an interception. James Cook had 16 for 43, which is actually surprising to me because it felt like you know there was that one drive in the fourth quarter where they were moving the ball. I think there were like three carries of 10 plus yards in a row. I think Latavius Murray had one of those, but it felt like he did a better job than 16 for 43. So uh, maybe an underrated performance from the Eagles' run defense there. Gabe Davis, your boy, six catches for 105 and a touchdown. Stefan Diggs, six for 74 and a touchdown. Although I think a pretty quiet 74 yards for him. I'd agree. On yeah. 11 targets. Uh, James Cook, six for 57. As you said, the big play on defense, you know, Allen's going to give you a chance at some point. And I thought a beautiful play from James Bradbury coming off of his man in that cover two to sort of step in on that outbreaking route and, and take that ball away. He also made a, a beautiful play on that. Breakup against Diggs in overtime. I think it was where he's going to the ground. It looks like Diggs drops it,
0: but actually Bradbury is the one who punches it out as it's coming down. I thought I thought he played his best game of the season. Yeah, and then almost came up with another interception later from not biting on a, a double move there by Diggs. Uh, I thought Slay and Bradbury. I know they the guys put up numbers there, almost 200 between their top two targets. I think those two had really good games. Slay also was seemed to be
1: following digs for a lot of this game, not the entire game, but sometimes in the slot, sometimes on the far side of the field. Um... I thought it was a good performance from those guys,
0: too. Yeah, I, I really think they they hung in there and battled and, and gave you a chance versus a pretty good wide receiver core. And a little bit
1: surprising that uh, Dalton Kincaid wasn't a little bit more productive, five for
0: 38 considering the state of the
1: Eagles linebackers.
0: Yeah, stand. and Zach Cunningham went out in the game, and uh, the reports are that Shaq Leonard's going down to Dallas to take a visit down there. You wonder now, with it depending on Cunningham's severity of the injury here, does that like require you to go bigger than you might've thought on Shaq Leonard? We'll find out And Kobe Dean, you know, could be well, bad does Shaq Leonard view that as an easier path to playing time is probably an even bigger deal that. Yeah. And you know, he's probably going to weigh title contenders as part of the formula. I would think, I mean, if I was a free agent veteran in this league, I, I would think, and you know, if all else is equal money, are you choosing the Eagles or are you choosing the Cowboys? Do you want to go play with Jalen Hurts or do you want to go play with Dak Prescott? I think that's pretty simple. Plus, we know that he, he, he likes Nick Sirianni. Sure. Uh, from their time together. But we'll see. I mean, linebackers, you're right. I'm, I'm surprised Dalton Kincaid wasn't a bigger part of the game. I see uh, James Palmer tweeting, Jordan
1: Milana said on the game-winning touchdown that he couldn't believe the Bills gave them that look. That play is a staple within their offense, and when they saw the safety move, they all knew Jalen would score. Wow. So that's a tough shot at Sean McDermott.
0: Yeah, I would imagine that's a uh, Jalen Hurts check to play as soon as he saw. I don't know if that's the original play design. You know what I mean? Like if they saw something, I would imagine he checked 2 We'll have to go back and look at the tape. But, you know, it, it was what the, the Devonte play down to the one yard line last week. That was a Jalen check two play. And if this was another Jalen check two play, like you might not have to worry about this dude in pressure situations. Like he yeah. might just play his best with the game on the line, and that's so unphiladelphia like. True. Unless like, it's the Jets. True. <laughs> Which he maybe just thought his swag was gonna carry him right. and like he shut off like that right. clutch gene. But like if he checked into another game winning play, what else can you say about this guy? Yeah. I think that's
1: fair. Uh I know now I know some people want to have the Christian Ellis conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was watching. We were watching a different game. Um, he comes in, and I mean, they were he was in the middle of the field when the Bills were running the ball down their throat. But those they were getting pushed around to the line of scrimmage on those plays. I did not think that Christian Ellis was the problem on defense in this game. In fact, I thought it was pretty active and more active than you might have seen from a different linebacker. And at least he's not the one getting a, a roughing the passer penalty on uh, Josh Allen. So we can have this conversation if you want to have it. I remain right.
0: On that front. Although it, it, I will say, I did I did pick the Bills to win this game, so I was wrong there. Was it Cunningham that got the rough in the passer? It was Moro. It was Moro, right. Yes. Uh, Cunningham, was, I think, was already out at that yes, point. Yes, he was out. Um, if that was Christian Ellis, how would you have... Would you flip-flopped on your stance? No, it'd have been a bad call. Oh, I mean, okay, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't he wouldn't have done that.
1: It's he's too heavy. He would have got player. there
0: a step faster and it wouldn't have been a penalty. He, yeah. he would have hit him harder. Speaking of heady plays, I pointed it out to you earlier. I think James Bradbury, we talked about what a good day he was having. I think he made an incredibly heady play earlier in the game, uh, where it was about to be a bang bang play, and he kinda hesitated yeah. and because I think he knew like, oh, I could light him up. Mm-hmm. And he and he showed Boom. restraint. Yeah, yeah. And, and just kinda like froze there and it led to a a drop by yeah it was the Dalton I think so so I you know James Bradbury I think that was his best game of the year yes I think so which is really encouraging to see for this final stretch and he is he is like arguably the most intelligent player
1: just football intelligence wise on on the defense that's what I've heard he knows what he's doing um and Sean decide
0: look I mean 14 of the 17 points at halftime were direct results of short field position and Eagles turnovers. Uh, You said it earlier. I completely agree. I think the Eagles defense is the only reason you won that game. I I think they kept you in it. Uh, You know, they outside of the short fields did a really nice job. And, and Sean Desai continues to have a really nice year for a first year defensive coordinator. I think he's been really good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jonathan Gavin, I mean, the who? defense, I, I think we're not even giving them, giving them enough credit for how much they were keeping them in this game when the offense was going three and out
0: and three and out and two and out and, th- and four and out. I think like, the Bills had 50 plays, they said, at the halftime show at halftime. And they had noted that the New York Giants won a game earlier today. Shout out Tommy DeVito in North Jersey um, on 55 plays offensively. And the Bills had that almost at halftime. So, like, that defense was gassed. And when you think about the lack of DN depth, the lack of D tackle depth today, it's a real credit to those guys on the defensive line that were able to, you know, you saw Jordan Davis there. Big boy was hurting late. Uh, I think he got the wind knocked out of him and and just needed a breather. But like credit. And that was an unbelievable play by him. Really? Yeah. Like Josh Allen didn't like smoke him to the outside. He did a really nice job of. Taking a good angle and basically shoestring tackling them with maximum effort, but you could tell those guys were gassed by the end of the game. Uh, and again, Absolutely. that's you know that's a credit to the defense and Sean Desai. Yeah,
1: I think he I think he he cooked it up really nicely. Yeah. In this game, what was their final? It's, which is a offensive crazy play. thing to say when they scored you know thirty four points, but and thirty one in regulation. But I thought he did a good job. And
0: what was the final total plays there for the Buffalo Bills? It had to be like. Ninety-two plays. Holy, on ninety-two heck? to sixty-five. Yeah.
1: Holy shit. And five and a half <laughs> yards a play, which is very good. Um, and still, ninety-one
0: yeah. plays. Good lord, how
1: did they win this game? Now the problem, if but if we don't, if we're gonna, you know, not throw too many flowers on the defense. Third and long continues to kill a lot of those defense. were Josh Allen um, just kind of backbreakers. Yes. They were thirteen of twenty-two uh, on third down in this game. I think there was a there was a stat on the broadcast about uh, I think they they've given up the second most third and longs in the league this season, which passes feels the eye like test. It, yeah. yeah, it's like that that is a consistent problem for them.
0: Yeah, that is that's you know every week we we kind of ha- you know mm, there's something to work on here. Right. I would say third yeah, and they're, long they're is. The wor-
1: they're, they are by far the worst best team in the league right now.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but third and long is definitely something because that's just emotionally a backbreaker. Not only for, uh, you know, us watching the game, but um, I'm sure the guys on the field have a little bit of, ah, fuck. You know, like, yeah. and there's only Especially so many. Especially
1: the defensive tackles because there was no Fletcher Cox and no Milton Williams. Yeah, Jordan Davis. You know, Marlon Tui Peloto can only play so many
0: snaps. It had, yeah. to, it
1: had to be Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter. Somebody and get a that man some leftover pie. He earned it today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Him and Jalen Carter, man, like, that's that's the middle of your line for the next decade, and those kids are pretty impressive. All right. Now, Zach is, I
1: believe, trying to go to the Jalen Hurts press conference. And Jalen Hurts notoriously takes his sweet time after well, the game. Because so, he's so handsome and pretty. Uh, he's got to make himself we look may good. Not, we may not, may not
0: get Zach for a few minutes here. Did so, you see uh, we'll the sweatpants he was wearing before the game? They uh, apparently are $1,400 okay. and have designed uh, holes in them or, or they, to look worn. You know what I mean? Like that look.
1: Oh, interesting. So okay.
0: $1,400 sweatpants. Is Wolf. Uh, if money's not an option... Getting into that world? No, if I had $1,400, I believe I would spend it all on the PHLY locker, (laughs) which you can
1: get for 25% off this weekend, Cyber Weekend. Think of all the
0: hoodies and T-shirts you could buy for $1,400. It's a lot of hoodies. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think even if I had like endless money, I don't think I'm ever buying $1,400 sweatpants.
1: Yeah, it would be hard for me to get past, like I would much rather have 15 pairs of sweatpants. That are that are like
0: very comfortable, yeah. Instead of one of these, or yeah. I'd rather just eat uh, dinner. you know yeah. filet mignon for breakfast four days mm. a week. You know, like there's so many other things. What were the
1: ramifications, by the way, of the ice cream for breakfast the other day? How did that turn out? Uh, it was fine. Okay, yeah.
0: I think I got some cool dad points okay. and uh, not too much grief on the on the backside. So I think all in all a win. Great, yeah, love that. It's only going to encourage me to offer it more now. Yeah, well, that's my my other question. Is, <laughs> has she then asked for it every day? No, since? she has not. She knows that it was a special. Yeah, but I did make French toast and pancakes this weekend. Nice. So, you know, I spoil her. On What's bread. your what kind of bread are you using for French toast? Uh, I had a leftover baguette, so I did. Ooh, ooh yeah, I did this the the thin slices and really let them soak. A little, in. little cinnamon in there. Oh, oh of, of course, doing. a little vanilla, a little cinnamon, a little bit of nutmeg. Ooh, a little nutmeg. <laughs> I so like what that. happens when you have a ten and one football team. You get a little, little saucy in the kitchen, like and start throwing nutmeg in your, in your pancake mix. That's fantastic. <laughs> and and Chef Wolf, uh, may I ask how uh, cooking Thanksgiving went over? Oh, Thanksgiving was
1: good. Yeah, a yeah. uh, couple key learnings for for next year. Okay. Uh, not going to waste the time uh, with the oysters and the stuffing. Didn't really, didn't, didn't really, translate as well as you thought. Yeah, didn't translate. Wasn't was not worth. Were it, you the shucking? Investment. I was shocking. Yeah. How did that go for you? Not bad. I I just—I mean—it's a little bit time intensive, but yeah, I have—I know I'm—I'm no no stranger to a shuck. (laughs) I can shuck. Um, The turkey cooked a little too quickly. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if it was new uh, oven. That's not not a new oven. Mm. But yeah, it was supposed to be like about an 80 minute cook, and and by about 55 minutes, that baby was just a touch uh, warmer than I was hoping. Mm. So that's okay. And a little salty on the dry brine, but that's you know these are key learnings. Meanwhile, the, uh, the, the, uh, the beets with the coriander, phew, I am not a beets guy. Not a huge beets guy no. myself until recently. Really? And uh, yeah, they're, they're becoming a part of the rotation.
0: My wife loves them with like feta and stuff. I just feel like I'm eating soil. I think you got to have better beets. <laughs> what do I need? Shroot family? Come on
1: over beets? and have some coriander. <laughs> now, Zach's going to get mad at me because if I don't call you out for doing a shroot beats thing that's that's what he said the other day so oh i mean we all know that that's a shrewd thing
0: but it's the only beat reference i got
1: that's the exact same thing he said he's gonna be he's gonna be just he's gonna be listening to this (laughs) on the drive home tonight after staying up until midnight writing his jalen hurts story about how jalen hurts uh can never be counted out and he's gonna to listen to this part. And he's gonna be he's gonna
0: be yelling, thank you, <laughs> thank you. So you've you've made his night. All right, so you know Zach pretty much as, as well as anybody in this world. Do you think it's a Jay, cause you know, we always ask him what he's what we're looking forward to reading yeah. tonight and tomorrow. Yes. You think this is a hundred percent Jalen Hurts story? Well, I say that because I know
1: that he had pool reporter duties, which means that he probably didn't get as much time in the locker room as he would like. Okay. And he's really anxious to he really wants to be going to the Jalen Hurts press conference. So I think he's that's that's his angle.
0: And how does the pool re- reporter duty work? Does one person do it each week? No, Zach is the designated pool reporter
1: for games in Philadelphia. And so it doesn't often happen. It it, it only happens if the ref needs to be interviewed about something. And it's like he has to go you have to go through the league office uh, he took over this mantle from uh, Ruben Frank a couple years. Okay. I believe last year was his first year as the pool reporter. So I think this is only the second or third time that he's had to do pool reporter duties. But uh, it takes away from being able to do your normal job, and especially if you're the only guy on the beat there. You know, He's not working with somebody else who's also in the locker room. It's a, it's a, it's a tough beat for him today, I think. Now, do you think Jalen actually... I also don't think... The the Bills reporters do not need if it's if it's for the AJ Brown overturn thing, that's a that's a weak that's a weak request. That is a that is a
0: self-evident ruling that does not need to be explained. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That was a Tony Romo hype job, if I've ever seen one. Uh, now do you think Jalen actually takes a minute to enjoy this in the press conference tonight? No. No smiles. Main thing, the main oh, thing, he- rent is due. I mean, I think he'll say he's proud of their uh, tenacity. Their efforts. Yeah. The never quit attitude. The never quit.
1: Um, He's going to say that, like, he's proud of Jake, but he wishes it didn't come to that. He didn't, you know, he wanted to, he never wants to watch a field goal. Um, He's proud. He's proud of the team. Yeah. He does enjoy these, right? Because he. I don't know the answer to that. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> dude never breaks. I think he does. I think he does. He broke a little bit last week in the locker room, did you see, when he was saying uh he broke down the Huddle, yes. said, let's now let's get in those sexy Kelly Greens next week.
0: Mm. And if you saw his uh, his and musical of sexy Kelly Green, yeah. I mean you right here. What are we doing here? The Kelly Green is just the superior jersey. The stadium looks better, the pants look better, the helmet looks better. I mean, hopefully Jeffrey Laurie realizes this. And me and Andrew started getting nuts talking about black alternate Kelly green jerseys with the silver How pants. Oh, okay. You know, we, we were taking it to the next level and okay. like the options are just better. I mostly just want the font and number, uh, better stuff to stay way better, way better. The Eagle at midfield way better. Like, it's just, what are we doing here? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So, you know, I hope Jalen was, uh, was able to enjoy this because, uh, he's quite unbelievable. Trying to see my notes. A few other plays uh, to talk
1: about here. Now uh, we, we we touched on it a little bit, but for all the lauding of Jalen Hurts, he mm. has been too loose with the ball all season long.
0: And was that Leonard Floyd with the tip? I believe it was. Okay, he had a, um, he had a pretty good game at least in the first. And day listen, of. like that play looks
1: fluky. It is a little bit fluky that the ball gets deflected off of a shoulder pad and into the air and then intercepted. But that's not the first time we've seen him do that. He does that all the time. And like those are those are plays that can happen when you're just throwing the ball right into the defender's face. And the, the handoff um, to Gainwell where it looks like he's pulling it and then Gainwell has to step up to block the safety Jordan Poyer and then he puts it in his chest and the ball drops down. We have seen issues with uh, handoffs like that this season. And I think that that sort of played into – what we saw in the first half from him as a passer where it seemed like he was a little bit indecisive um he just like it it has been 11 games now he needs to be better there it's not that is not good enough
0: yeah it's, um you know it's his career high already he's probably going to i don't know exceed it by in terms of just interception he'll probably end up exceeding it by like six or so if he stays on this trajectory so i know some of the advanced analytics say like he's actually better this year than he was last year and i guess you can deal with that i mean they're 10 and 1 you know what i mean so like they're obviously able to overcome it as a team but i mean you're right it does feel like there's been a lot of tip balls this year uh and every time a ball goes up in the air like that i just assume it's going to be a pick sure because you know the offensive players typically aren't looking in the direction of a tip ball It's almost like kind of a free play for the defense. So yeah, you know that and the the third down defense are obviously things you'd like to see cleaned up here uh, in these final weeks of the season.
1: Here is the the next gen stats on the Jordan Davis chasing down uh, Josh Allen on the belly flop. They really have these. Jordan Davis reached a top speed of sixteen point nine six miles per hour according to Keegan Abdo while chasing down josh allen per next gen stats the second fastest speed reached of any player on any play by a 330 pound plus player this season so the second fastest for a a big
0: wow for Uh, the big boys
1: everywhere And he says for reference allen's top speed was 18.27 miles an hour so about about uh one mile an hour off and what's the weight
0: differential there Jordan Davis has got out 100 by yards, by 100 yards, 100, 100. 100 pounds. He's got to yeah, beat probably. him by at least a Ben Franklin there. I right? think so. That's pretty impressive. It's pretty I mean, good. if you, I'm not a math guy, but if you did the 100 pounds to yeah. second and a half, I, I and, mean, I got to
1: say, Jordan Davis is a better athlete. And not for nothing. Now, he wasn't on the field every play, but this was in overtime. Gassed. of A game in which they were, the defense plays. played 92 plays. Right? And he so, probably yeah.
0: played, I'm, I mean, I'm just guessing I here, think 65 he to 70. I think less than that. Okay, fifty-five I think he to sixty, like, but he must have played about forty-five percent of the snaps or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Jordan Davis, better athlete than Josh Allen. You're hearing it here first, folks. Hmm. Hmm. You know, a lot of people are saying it out there, Bo. I'm just, I'm just here bringing, bringing the word to YouTube. Uh, trying to see if there's any more updates from the locker room at the moment. Yeah, who's, who's we'll going see. nuts in there? Slay's got to be. Me always is BG the big sack on a big day for him. He's got to be really enjoying this one.
1: Now, how do you feel about uh, how do you feel about the Niners coming to town
0: next week? Do you, uh, have hate, do you have hate in your heart for that team, or is this more of a Don Draper, I don't even think about you situation? No, I've definitely thought about them because they're also backing up how good they are. Uh, they they have a lot of talent on that team, but I think it was a, a pretty embarrassing look for them last year to bitch as much as they did about Brock Purdy going out. You know, I think this is, you know, the Chiefs Monday night game after the bye, probably the NFL game of the year. I think the Eagles game of the year is next week. Uh, I Especially because it's a home game.
1: Yeah. I think this is the game where like the crowd is going to be the most out for blood rabid
0: of any game this year. Yeah. No I doubt. mean, the the 49ers cried a lot and, yeah, and it wasn't just immediately was after, really after the pathetic. fact. I think it was Fred Warner in the summer said something about it again. Like a lot of their – and Kyle Shanahan is just such a hateable face. Um, This game should be pretty fun. I have the the early line in front of me. We usually do this the other way, Bo. But would you like to guess the line on DraftKings right now, 49ers at Eagles, 425 game of the week next week. I'm going to say Eagles by two and a half. I'm absolutely shocked by this line. 49ers minus one. Really? Wow. That's. I that, thought I was giving them credit that it wasn't a full three. That's really surprising. That a ten and one
1: Eagles. This is. Team. Uh, this, is this has been the. Uh, the the betting public, or like the the betting lines have have been. <laughs> Backing the Niners over the Eagles all season long in terms of like their like the point values and stuff. Sure, but still on the road, a uh, a road favorite, the ten and (laughs) one home underdogs. Nick Sirianni is
0: going to be so happy to hear that. Look right over my head, right there, home dogs, baby. Hungry dogs run faster. Uh, The Philadelphia
1: Eagles' emotional road to Super Bowl victory can be bought (laughs) anywhere (laughs) books are sold. Underdogs by Zach Berman. (laughs) Uh, probably a good chance to buy it this weekend with a cyber weekend deal.
0: But how do you not love the birds as a home dog? Yeah, like, I mean, like, like I mean, Sirianni is going to be so happy. They're going to be in a lather about this. Home. It's probably going to balance out to a pick pretty quickly because I, I honestly think some smart money will come in early on this. That see the Eagles as a home dog and just go, what, what? Like grab it now if you believe in them as a home dog because it is going to be hyped up all week that the oh, team man. you beat to get to the Super Bowl is coming into your house and you're the dog. Oof, oof. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if Lane will come out with the dog. Maybe like, he's playing next week. I
1: think he's probably playing now. Yeah. <laughs> now it did seem like the reporting was that, uh, he, like he was close to being able to play. And they expect him to be able to play next week.
0: So. Yeah, I think a couple of things came out that they said the MRI just revealed an irritation of the groin. Because my big fear, and we kind of discussed it, I think, all fair, uh, was the abductor. No, we talked about the it in the groin bones connected to yeah, the abductor yeah, yeah, bone. The abductor bone. Yeah, yeah, they're not bones. Yeah. So it, it appears, worst case scenario, probably dodged there, which was that th- those two were connected again. Yes. So hopefully just an irritation. And you're and gonna need him. It sounds next week. like there's
1: like a, a a small chance that even Goddard could be could be coming back. Now we know that they That's expect him horny. they sort of expect him back for the Cowboys game because they didn't put him on IR yes. to keep him in for four games, but there it seemed like there was a chance that he might even be back for this game.
0: Which that would help as well. So you know the inner workings of the Eagles locker room. Um is there an actual bulletin board? Um
1: or is that just yes. meeting stuff? Yes, there are, but not not in not in the like the you public know, area. Kyle Shanahan said uh, Milton Williams is fat or something <laughs> like that. Um, but there are like there are bulletin boards for like uh, this is the
0: special teams depth chart for today. Is a yeah. little little motivation get thrown on that board from time to time?
1: I don't think no, not like that. But it's more like Sirianni will let them know in the team meeting about something if he needs to. He couldn't have asked for a better gift, right? He's gonna be so ha- he's gonna be thrilled when he uh, you know gets his thirty five minutes of sleep tonight and wakes up <laughs> and checks the line or whatever it is. Who sleeps yeah. more, Zach
0: Berman or Nick Sirianni? That is a great question. Hmm. Probably Sirianni, but just slightly. It's a tough one. Oh man,
1: I think Zach maybe sleeps a little bit more. Okay, yeah. But I think that I think that Sirianni's sleep schedule is much more demented, where, like, Zach just goes to bed and sleeps for, like, four hours a night, whereas Sirianni, I think, is more like all-nighter, all-nighter, or, you know, like, two hours, two hours sleeping in the office, and then, like, packs it in on a Friday night or something like but that.
0: Sirianni also has the benefit of espresso the next day. Zach is just hard work and journalism, Fueling that fire right like he's not a coffee guy to my knowledge he's been trying to get into coffee he, he, as
1: he says he's been trying to get into coffee but it's usually by like a very sugary frappuccino or something like that all right uh, he doesn't like the taste of coffee but he's getting into celsius that's ah, his, perfect he's opportunity not, he's not for celsius yeah. to
0: join the advertising party here yes yeah celsius true. this
1: could be you this could be you yeah what, what does the chat think who sleeps more zach or nick <laughs> I definitely think that I definitely think that Zach wears his lack of sleep better than Sirianni does. Sirianni's showing up with those baggy baggy eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's not enough espresso faces. in
0: the world to stop those sometimes. No. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Okay. Let us know what you think. Well, Zach should be chat. with
0: us momentarily, uh, according to our our Slack channel here, Bowie. He finished up with Jalen and will be joining us shortly. says he's on the elevator. Ah, okay. Here is an Adam Schefter tweet regarding the league MVP, Jalen Hurts. God, it just looks good in the Kelly green, doesn't it? It does look good in the Kelly God. green. Sexy as he said. Jalen Hurts, who had 10 rushing touchdowns in 2021, 13 rushing touchdowns in 2022, has 11 rushing touchdowns this season, is now the first quarterback ever with at least 10 rushing touchdowns in three consecutive seasons. That's pretty unbelievable, Tush Push baby. Mm. He, he, what what are your what are your demented thoughts? I'm laughing at a at a a
1: certain person on Twitter who continues to make a clown of himself, but it's not worth (laughs) it's not worth saying who that is. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) we're waiting for Zach Berman who will join us shortly. Uh, Before we do that, one oh we've got him, we've got the man himself.
0: Two and zero again in best bets. 2-0 2-0 again? That's 16-4 and four on the year. Oh, yeah, year. you had
1: the Josh Allen one.
0: Yeah. And I was, I believe I was 0-2 trying to go for... Well, you went for the big money payout. Uh, I did go for big money I went payouts, for the, but, the coward have to lay money on the line. Yeah, but to go 2-2 two for two and, you know, you got the dub. Again. What is that?
1: What are the, we're on the... 16-4? 16-4 and and four on the year. Money. <coughs> unbelievable. unbelievable. Uh Unbelievable. We hear that familiar cough that can only mean <laughs> one thing. The return of Zach Berman... From the 50 yard line or thereabouts. Zach, how are you? Give us the nitty gritty of the pool report.
2: Nitty gritty, the pool. Well, first off, doing well. I just sprinted up here. So, uh, trying to get the oxygen now. Um, nitty-gritty the nitty <laughs> gritty, excuse me, I'm sorry.
1: Oh, uh, see, this is because the sprint. This is uh, you, yeah. you should have made this calculus. Is it going to be worth it in the
2: long run for me to be wheezing <laughs> as I get here? I'm good. I'm good. I apologize. Uh, so the the poll report separate from what we need to talk about, which is like the clutch effort of Jalen Hurts. But the poll report specifically, uh, the Bills reporters wanted clarification on the horse collar tackle and oh, or the lack of a horse collar tackle. And uh, the official, I, I spoke to Sean Hockley, very nice guy by the way, um, said that uh, he pulled him from the front, not the back. That's why no horse collar. And then they wanted clarification on why there was not a pass interference on Darius Slay on, on excuse me, on a third down play, the Trent Sherfield. And uh, what? Yes. And so I got that clarification and that was the pool report. So Zach, to- I'm going
1: to say this on your behalf, because that is ridiculous. You do not ask for a pool report for a pass interference and a first quarter non-penalty call. That's outrageous.
2: <laughs> you have a job to do. I agree. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. No, um, I'm happy to, I'm happy to oblige. I thought the, at least it was going to
1: be the AJ Brown thing. That was the end of the game. That was the game on the line, but like.
2: Oh no, 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 no. Buffalo really wanted this poll report. So um, the, <laughs> as, as, the Philadelphia, as the Philadelphia representative from the PFWA, I was happy uh, to oblige and ask those questions. And so I did that, but then got down to the locker room, made in there and great locker room. Uh, Interesting speaking to Jordan Mailata and Jason Kelsey and James Bradbury, uh, Jack Driscoll, and then finally having the chance, of course, to hear from Jalen Hurts. So I appreciate you guys waiting around to allow me to speak to Jalen Hurts. But really that that final play, um, I mean, first off, Jason Kelsey said, like Jalen Hurts has this clutch attribute and the great players have it. That you've seen this the past few weeks. He comes through late in games. And Jalen Hurts, by the way, he was like a little conflicted after the game because on one hand, winning's all that matters. On the other hand, he's not playing up to his standard, right? So he 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 says he's trying to think about what to say, and it's kind of weird for him here because Here's it's the rub. It, it, yeah, um, but on on that final play, like Jordan Mailata couldn't believe couldn't believe that it opened that it was opened up like that, that, you know, he said they, they, they repped it. They expected the bills to do what they did and the bills did exactly what they did. And like, because before the play, it doesn't necessarily look like the type of look you're going to run uh, a quarterback draw into, Uh, but they expected that safety to move uh, or to clear. And now, now Jalen hurts told the offensive lineman afterwards, like he knew exactly what was going to happen. So I asked Jalen Hurts what made you think the safety was going to clear, and he said he he did not know. That was just his instincts taking over. Uh, but uh, it certainly seems like from talking to the offensive lineman, like that worked exactly as they expected. And Jordan couldn't believe it. Jordan was was watching this happen. Jordan Mailata and and was just was was just like this is this is perfect. Like how is this happening? Um, but overall, uh, the the big sentiment was man, they played bad early in that game. And that they, they keep finding ways to do this. And they keep finding ways to do this in large part because of their quarterback. Um, the adjustments that they made at halftime, Jason Kelsey talked about the scene in the locker room where, you know, it's, it, I, I know I'm, I'm rambling here, but there's a lot I want to tell you guys. So there's this, this idea that you keep hearing, well, halftime adjustments don't really happen. You can't really do much at halftime. Jason Kelsey actually gave interesting perspective on, on this. He says like the the coaches have the pictures, right? But but they're not there on the field. So they don't know specifically like what are the plays you need to run. So well, actually when when Jason gets together with Jeff Stoutland and Roy Istman, uh, who's the assistant offensive line coach, Being one of the Roy things Isman they're talking
1: about.
2: Yeah, one of the things they're discussing is like these are the plays that are going to work in the second half in the running game. And Jason says he can't really get much in, into the passing game, but these are the plays that are going to work in the running game. So so they made that adjustment. Uh, a lot of love for DeAndre Swift after the game, the way he ran in that, in, in the second half. Uh, those receivers made some tough catches. The defensive players were absolutely gassed. You know, I talked to Josh Sweat, and Josh is like, after, you know, 60-something snaps on Monday, and you turn around, I think the defense played 90-something snaps today. He's like, yeah, you feel it. You feel it. And those guys keep saying they, they can't keep surviving like this, but they, but they are, I mean, they're, they're sitting here at 10 and one. And the first half last week, and the first half this week were like two of the uglier halves I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. Zach, it was 92 plays that the uh, Eagles defense was on the field. I think the defensive line, wow. They get a lot of praise for tonight, but you said something about Jalen hurts there where he's like conflicted because he's not playing up to his standard. Uh, I just checked it out on DraftKings. He's a resounding favorite to be your NFL MVP. Yeah. If if this isn't good enough for him, personally, like, I, it, I'm saying this as a credit to Jalen Hurts. Like, what is his, like, what else could the guy, like, want? I Obviously, there's stuff you want to clean up there. Yeah. But does part of him, like, in, enjoy this? It seems like he's his own biggest critic at all times. And the team has taken on this personality of like, we have Jalen, we're going to win. Like there's never a doubt on the sidelines or in that locker room with him. Uh, I I just hope he can enjoy this a little bit because he's on one of the most absurd regular season runs I've ever seen a quarterback on. And he's now in the MVP discussion late into a season in back-to-back years. And as an Eagles fan, I'm just appreciating the hell out of that.
2: Yeah, so there's there's two ways of, of for me to answer this. From from Jalen's perspective he would tell you like there is no ceiling. You know, you, you're you 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 keep trying to hit this this standard that cannot be hit. And it's almost like philosophical with him sometimes. I've I've, I've gone down this this rabbit hole where we're like chasing each other with 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 philosophy here. Um, but to answer the question literally, yeah, there's there's a lot he can do better. I mean, he has a career high in interceptions tonight, you know, this season right? He's, he's, he's thrown 10 already this season, uh, that, that passes what he did in, in, 2021, they couldn't convert a third down in the first half, uh, at the end of the third quarter, they had what, fewer than a hundred passing yards, I believe. So there's, there's, there's a lot that he can't clean up the, like the way the fourth quarter happened and that, that touchdown pass to Zacchaeus, uh, the touchdown pass to Devonte Smith, the way overtime happened, you know, him, him rallying down the field, that can kind of obscure the fact that he was being outplayed for, for, for most of the game. And there for like, yeah. yeah, for, for like 60 or, or for, for almost 60 minutes of this game, I was going to come on the show and say like the bills want tonight because they had the better quarterback, you yeah. know, like Josh Allen was, was making all these plays and Jalen was not Josh Allen was lifting his team and Jalen was not. And then in the fourth quarter that shifted and Jalen made some throws. Like that touchdown pass to Zacchaeus was incre- was an awesome throw. Third and long, put it in a spot that only O Z can catch it. And O Z yeah. pulls it down. It was an MVP, that's an MVP caliber play. Yeah, that exactly. That's an MVP caliber throw. That touchdown drive at the end, the way he finished it off, like that's that's a signature moment. But I mean, there's there he sh- he should be the MVP front runner right now. The Eagles are 10 and one, and Jalen's leading them there. But there's a lot that Jalen can 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 fix and to his credit i do think he's honest about that like i think he sees what happened those first three quarters he sees these drives sputter he sees the fact that they're not converting on third down so there's a lot he can't fix but man there's a lot that he that like as jason kelsey said the best players have this the best players can 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 win these games for you late and he won this game for the eagles late
1: Zach, what was Jason Kelsey's perspective on the final drive of regulation, uh, his two penalties and, and everything that was going on there?
2: Yeah, didn't he, you know, he, he actually was, was, was not like in, in, in detail about that. He's just like, Jake Elliott bailed me out. Um, actually, Jordan Mailata was, was more, Jordan Mailata was, was beating himself up over it. He said he thought he effed up the game for the Eagles. Uh, and he said, you can quote me on that basically. And he didn't use F'd up. He, he used it literally there. Um, but he, when he gave up that sack, he thought like he cost the Eagles the game. He thought that was it. Uh, and then I actually thought my Lotta was flagged for a false for one of those two false starts. They were both Kelsey. I, I realized that after the fact when talking to guys in the, in the, in the locker room, but, um, yeah, two costly penalties. Kelsey basically said, yeah, uh, Jake Elliott bailed him out. And that's that's exactly what happened there. And and Jake Elliott, by the way, like, you know, every high... He, he was praised in that locker room too because it seems every high leverage kick throughout his career nails, nails them. Um, tonight's up there for top three or four. So uh, I think it, it's, it's really best. impressive. I think it's number one. More so than the 61 yard? No, the 61 yard. Yes. Year. The weather. I, no. I think this was yeah. better. Well, this one was like i'm telling you guys like uh you know i i was here i see let me tilt this here um in in this direction if you can see those uprights if you can zoom in those flags those flags were were blowing at the eagles he was kicking that into the wind okay Jeez. in in the rain so like, he, was it, to
1: the, it, he was kicking to the south end zone no, he was kicking to the North end zone. He was kicking to the open side of the state. In oh, the North end. Okay. Yeah. The open. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the harder side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and the wind was at him. Like it, it, it was, uh, <laughs> how does, uh, are those, I don't know, okay. um, is that an effect on your end? Fireworks. I don't uh, know. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Now, this is like I, 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 now. For full disclosure, I didn't speak to Jake after the game. I'm gonna catch up with him in the locker room this week. But it seems that was like an intentional line drive, so it wouldn't get caught in the wind, right. uh, which is like a savvy move from a kicker there.
0: So Zach, I, Zach, I said this to Bo during the game. I think that's J- way. Jake, I think that was harder than the Giants one. Jake is a low. If you when you talk to him, ask him if this crossed his mind at all, because he's a very low, borderline scratch golfer. Oh, and yeah. sometimes when it's windy conditions in the golf game, you got to have that stinger shot in your bag, which is a really, really hard shot to just go to. It's almost like he went to his stinger shot uh, with the kick there because he intentionally kept that thing low and away from like the elements somewhat. So ask him if his golf game had any influence yeah. on that kick.
2: All right. So, so, so Jamie, I don't know anything about golf, so I'm actually going to write this down. So it's a stinger game. If he brought yeah, a stinger, stinger game out, because, I don't yeah, want to seem low. like an idiot. Avoid, okay. avoid the elements. It's just, it's just go low. Yeah. Below like the wing. Because okay. I, I guarantee you. Don't say hit. Just, a, <laughs> just don't say don't a hit. stinger. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. I guarantee you <laughs> oh, no, this about. mind. Okay. I, either that or you guys are setting me up to look like an idiot. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was that conniving, but no. It's a
1: stinger. Yeah. What else did you hear from locker room, Zach? You said slay was interesting.
2: Oh no, no! Um, uh, Jordan Mailata, especially. I spent a lot of time okay. with Jordan Mailata talking about that 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 final play. Bradbury spoke about that pick. He said, like that, it was a play that they were running all game, and and they they knew they were going to run it. Um, and he he's been 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 waiting to make a play this season. Finally, makes a play. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, sp- yeah, speaking uh, speaking to Kelsey, uh, Kelsey said that you know even though there's all these similarities between Buffalo and Kansas City they actually expected Buffalo to blitz more early in the game. Uh, and they were kind of like waiting for it. And, and they didn't know if it was a reaction to what the Eagles were doing or, or not, but they actually didn't get as many blitz looks, but there was that big adjustment in the, uh, in uh, at halftime in terms of like the, the, the running plays they were going to. Uh, yeah. I, as I said, speaking to Josh Swett, uh Jack Driscoll, there was a lot of people were very impressed with Jack Driscoll. Uh, with the way he's he stepped in there, uh, basically from indications in, in in the locker room, asking around, like a big part of this was Lane Johnson coming to the realization, or, or not the realization, but the the understanding that the Eagles are going to be playing for a while this year, and that like he he does not want to re-injure this. That 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 really seemed to be they, th- from talking to guys who are on the field and in the locker room before the game. It was like. All right, Lane. You know we we know you're tough. We're trying to play the Super Bowl. Like, don't re-enter this. Uh, in, in so many words, that really seems to be the sentiment that 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 was given to Lane.
0: So, Zach, uh, I know you probably scrambled right to DraftKings to look at next week's line, but it's a huge game in South Philadelphia. Would you believe right now that the Philadelphia Eagles at ten and one are home dogs next week? to the San Francisco 49ers.
2: Are How, they really?
0: Yeah, it opened, at, dogs, yes. it opened at Eagles plus two. Now it's wow. down to Eagles plus one. How much of a lather is Nick Sirianni going to be oh, man. in this week with his players using that to their advantage?
2: Oh, Big time. And they're all going to blame it on us, like the media. Like like you guys don't believe in us. It's, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's the odds makers, right? Um, yeah, that really surprises me. Look, I, I mean, San Francisco's been playing really well. I'm not taking anything away from them. The Eagles have, have now beaten Buffalo, Kansas City, Miami, Dallas. Um, they're true. playing at home. Like, 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 the Eagles answer the bell. The Eagles win games. Uh, I, I I wrote it last Monday, and I thought I was going to have egg on my face in the, in the middle of this game. Like, until they give me a reason not to pick them, I need to pick them. But here they – because, like, they get the benefit of the doubt. They keep finding ways to win games. Tonight's game, they had no business winning. I, I, I thought. No business. None, okay. Yeah. And they won that game. Like uh, you know, I, I I brought up last week Valdez Scantling. I don't even know if I brought it up. I was probably hacking up my half my lung when I was doing it. But uh, <laughs> Valdez Scantling dropping that that uh, the the touchdown, and then uh, Andy Reid, um, you know, punting it there, and, and and some of the other things that happened that kind of went into the Eagles' favor tonight. Like Jalen Carter blocks a field goal, a thirty-four yard f- a field goal. Tyler Bass misses uh what a 48 yard field goal like the bills were outplaying. there was no reason that game should have been close throughout much of the game and the eagles hang in there and they find a way and bo's gonna shudder when i say this okay bo's gonna it reminds me of those great patriots teams like they you know they (laughs) they hang they hang in there you know like Okay, well and I want
1: you to get to work on your investigation going. on how the Eagles are cheating. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Break some news, be a, you know, cool. be a journalist. Be a jour- I mean, I, I feel very strongly in my journalism, so don't please. You're yeah. you are yeah, the Patriots, yeah. then
1: they're doing something untoward figure out what it is.
2: Or maybe they just have a, a really clutch quarterback who, uh, keeps, you know, keep, he, he knows how to kind of operate within the confines of the game. Doesn't feel out of it, and they keep finding a way.
1: Okay, I have never felt worse about this <laughs> Eagles season than the last thirty seconds. Okay, uh, well then let's uh, let's eliminate it, it, the last thirty seconds. and and the the key is that Jalen
2: Hurts just finds a way. This is let's. let's I was paying I, I was paying a compliment to to like and and the reference of course is a team that was down twenty eight three in the fourth you know in the Super Bowl and they're like all right if we just get this drive and get this stop and get this drive and get the stop we'll be back in there and that's kind of what it was for the Eagles tonight right like like get this you know score here uh you get the interception you, you you stop them here uh you hold them to a field goal here you kick the field goal there you hold them to a field you know all all these things that that, that it, they just hang in there they find a way I, I shouldn't have opened up that Patriots rabbit hole with you but, but my point is is like if <laughs> if if you hang in there if you hang in there there's enough possessions in games that you can you can get you can still be standing in the end and they were still standing in the end
1: yeah, this is what this is what I said at the top, Zach. Now, one thing we haven't even talked about is um, Sean McDermott's poor handling of the end of the game. He wastes oh, a yeah. timeout time. trying to ice Jake Elliott, yeah. and then doesn't give the guy who's playing awesome J- Josh yeah. Allen a chance to go get into field goal range with twenty like two seconds left. He could have had two timeouts there. You take a knee. I thought that was really weak um, on his part. Like, give your guy a chance to go get it. But what what I said in the, in the top of the show is. Like Nick Sirianni likes to think and and paint this team like they're so good at the details and you know that's what's getting them to the next level and like they mess up the details all the time, like they get stuff wrong, like self inflicted errors every single game. This is eleven games now. This keeps happening. But the defining characteristic that they have is like the Jalen Hurts led self belief that as you just talked about, like if they can hang into the game at the end. They are going to find a way to win. And like, I do think that that is a little bit overrated. It's not that easy. I don't know if it's actually yeah. sustainable, but right now, like those guys believe it. And and that matters.
2: Yeah. So uh, as far as, as the errors they, they made other than, <clears throat> uh, the false starts down the stretch there, I thought I, I didn't like the quarterback draw, um, uh, now, Coach in, Flynn, on, on that, say final that
1: it's, its its not a draw. It's usually a trap. It's actually a quarterback okay. trap.
2: Well, I trust Coach Flynn. Uh, Princeton, by the way, awesome this year. But Penn sending a coach to uh, Texas AM, and m So little Ivy League, uh, little Ivy League football competition there, right? Um, you don't understand that reference, Mike Elko. The I understand the reference. And, uh, I'm no uh,
1: selling it on purpose.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, so. <laughs>
1: But the Thanks, audio bro. listeners should know that when you delivered that line, you had the most self-satisfied smirk that I believe I've ever seen out of you.
2: <laughs> uh, not no, all. I'm 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 still trying to catch my breath. Um, <laughs> so, so I I I did not like that quarterback trap there because I thought the upside of it was not high, and it forced them to use a timeout to the point there that it was what third and fifteen or thereabouts and seventeen. Uh, th- yeah. Third and 17. So, or no, I if you guess don't it was get... third
1: and 12 and then they got the penalty that yeah. made it third and 17.
2: Yeah. So then if, 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 if you don't get the, if you don't get out of bounds and you don't get the first down the clock, it, there was 30 seconds on the clock. I, I believe it at that point, you need to have yes. that mad rush to get your field goal unit on the field. Uh, it's a, be a long field goal as it is. You probably don't really have time to set up. So that's why I didn't like that play in that situation. Uh, But other than that, I I mean, you would have to refresh my mind on on where you thought they really made like game situation blunders.
1: Oh, I'm not even talking about games. I mean, there were others, but I'm talking about like, like the fumble, you know, this is not the first time you botched a handoff like that.
2: Yeah. And I mean, Buffalo scored off of both those turnovers. Look, I agree. They're, they're not playing clean football. They're not playing smart football. Um, and I also agree that, like, you, you can't count on your quarterback just making clutch plays in the fourth quarter every single week to win because at, at some point the other team's going to make a stop, right? Uh, but to their credit, like, they're sitting here at 10 and 1. This is not a limited sample size. We're, it, it's, it's November 26th right now. The next game the Eagles play is in December. They're sitting here at 10 and one they are teams that give their coaches contract extensions for getting the 10 wins. The Eagles are 10 and one. Um, I, I I can't emphasize that enough. This is not like they didn't luck their way in the 10 and one. They didn't clutch their way in the 10 and one. they they made they're a, they are a resilient team where I, I, uh, I, I guess where I might push back on them is that when you get into January and February, Now, they've done it back-to-back weeks against the Chiefs, right, and then the Bills. But then if if you got, like, the Cowboys one week and the Niners the next week, and let's say, uh, I don't know, the the Chiefs or the Ravens or the Jaguars in the Super Bowl, whatever it is, like, you can't keep counting on going down 10 points and having Jalen Hurts make these outstanding plays because uh, I just don't know how sticky that is. But it's working now. It's going to get them a first-round bye. It's going to get them home field advantage. And that is literally the purpose of the regular season. Uh, the best case scenario that can happen in the regular season is to have the best record, get that first round by, and then make the, 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 the NFC come through here. And given the fact that, uh, that the Eagles won today and they still have that edge on the 49ers, it, that is such a crucial win. I understand they can stumble to San Fran, stumble to Dallas, stumble to Seattle, but the probability is very high right now for them to be the number one seed. And that's a credit to them.
0: Zach, last one for me. Can, can Nick Sirianni ever win the Coach of the Year award? Not that it, you know, ultimately we'd all take a Super Bowl, uh, you know, parade down Broad Street more than him winning a Coach of the Year. Or is that ship kind of sailed because now the Eagles' expectations are what it is? Can you still win that award meeting and exceeding expectations, because if he doesn't get in the running as a finalist this year, I think the ship has (laughs) sailed for him to ever win that award.
2: Well, I'm careful with ever saying ever, Uh, but I, I hear your point. I mean, I think, I think he should be the coach of the year. They're, they're, they're 10 and one. They've, they've, uh, they dealt with, with a handful of different things, you know, know, moving bodies this year, but no, I, I think sometimes the perception is that he's, he's dealing with a loaded team. I'll say this. The Buffalo bills are a loaded team. Also yeah. like that team has a, has a lot of talent and they're what six and six right now. Yeah. Uh, or, or, yeah. So uh, it's, it's, it's not just, uh, it's, it's, it's not just roll out talent. Like the Eagles don't roll out of bed and win games. Nick Sirianni deserves a lot of credit, a lot of credit now coach of the year. Sometimes that's given to the team with the biggest turnaround. I mean, sure. frankly, last year might have made sense for for him like to actually win that award. But his I mean, first Doug Peterson Peter, could have
0: made the case.
2: He yeah. exceeded expectations going what nine and seven that year? Yeah, but but then I, I think back to 2017, Doug Peterson loses his uh his starting quarterback. They have the best record in the NFC. Uh Sean McVay wins coach of the year. Doug Peterson wins the Super Bowl. I think Nick Sirianni would much rather take the Lombardi award or the Lombardi trophy than the coach of the year award, but it is a valid question. And I do think that, I do think he's worthy. Who's, who's the front runner for that this year? I mean, I haven't looked it, it,
0: at the odds. I don't even know if there are odds on that, uh, but I'll take a look right now.
2: Yeah. I, I uh, mean, well, uh your uh, should be up there for sure. Well, Jamie
1: looks that up. Zach, you, you need to address the question that was asked before you got here, which I, uh, He's one of the more difficult questions that's that's been posed to me recently. Who gets more sleep, you or Nick Sirianni?
2: Mm. Um, good question. I think uh, I think overall, my guess is Nick probably gets more sleep than me. Not during the season, but overall, okay. Um, because I, th- I think Nick knows how to relax better than me. Okay. Like I, I think, I think Nick can enjoy like May, June, July more than I do. And then the mm-hmm. other thing is uh, even though Nick um, says that he likes to, to roll himself through or, or put himself through the mud, right? That's the expression he, he, he uses. I can promise you, Nick, I can put myself through the <laughs> mud more than you can put yourself through the mud. Okay. Like if, if, if I have a bad question or I have a bad article, or things aren't going the way I, I, I want in a certain you know uh, in a certain situation like that's going to keep me up at night, man. Um, so uh, so uh, but I think I I'm going to say that this is going to sound like a little um flex. I, I don't mean it. I think I that's wear right. it better than I think I wear it better than Nick, right? Like in these short weeks, Nick Nick wears this lack of sleep <laughs> quite a bit, all right? I told you. <laughs> That's what I said. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Nick is like, uh, and and the other thing too is, uh, is I have a little more of a commitment to shaving than, than Nick does. So like, even, Mm. even when I am on like three hours of sleep, I'll, I'll shave sometimes, you know, to make sure that like, um, I'm, I'm I'm fresh for the camera. Nick's just in that foxhole, man. He's, 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 he's game planning. (laughs) Um, so, now no, that's there, a good are, question. there are
1: times when you, when you do wear a, you know, a, a Monday morning or a, a yeah. post game pod for sure. But I think in over the course of the week, I, I definitely agree with that.
2: Oh, I, I think I wear it mentally more than Nick does. Nick's like Nick's a, but, but then again, Nick's they, when Nick's tired, they'll wrap up that press conference at like nine minutes. Okay. When I'm tired, so, we'll make sure we go another 20 minutes on the pod. So we are at like the hour and 20 minute mark. Right. So, uh, so, uh I But it's it's, it's a fair question. What yeah. do we think of what saying. do we think
1: of the the unshaven bow here? How do we feel about this?
2: Gotten a lot of compliments people. Yeah, yeah, people like it. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Steve
1: in the chat I'm on, wants I'm on the fence about whether to keep it.
0: Zach, Steve in the chat wants to know who uses more um lotion cream or facial cream, you or Nick Sirianni?
2: Well, I don't use facial cream? So, uh any face natural glow. Would went. Wow. A natural glow. Yeah. Yeah. Natural glow.
1: All right, Zach. Well, in service of making sure that you <laughs> I, I, I still few.
2: use, by the way, there's if there's a product at my former employer that advertised our pod. If they would love that, if they want to advertise the PHL Y pod, I will definitely uh, I will definitely do those reads because I, I still use that product.
1: Okay. Of course, uh, <laughs> Roman is what you're talking about.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> not Roman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not really. uh, Zach in service of getting you a couple hours of sleep tonight we will uh, let you go why don't you let us know what we can read about on Alt- yeah. com later tonight
2: I want to re- I'm want i writing about that final play uh, kind of like inside that final play and then using that for big picture uh, for, for what we discussed here is like this is a resilient team but can they keep relying on these late game theatrics but I have some good details from the final play thanks to Jordan Mylotta, who's a reliable narrator, who also gave me this here. Uh oh, I this thought it was something anything. more. It's a Cadbury candy. I, I, he, oh, he, he says Australian it's really candy. good. Is this Australian? Yeah. And yeah. I didn't want to accept it like journalistically, but he sure. he insisted. He insisted that I so uh I'm using it for the show. So therefore, it's 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 not like for my own personal use. Take a so, bite. Uh, Let's see. Give us live. Let's give a live, a live on air review. A Live because
0: okay, rumbling in Australia. Had... I lived there for six months. Zach. They do the Tim Tam. Oh, flex! Coffee. Ooh, the Tim Tam. Yeah, Tim and, Tam. and, and I'll, take a bite and then oh, you use it to sip it, up it through up. the coffee. Oh, yeah, uh, it is delightful. Yeah, uh, Vegemite's too. disgusting, but Tim Tam. Vegemite's is where it's disgusting.
2: Said. All right, I'll give this a look. I don't know how it looks, but.
1: It's a chocolate bar. It doesn't look that gross. It's Cadbury. It's, it's got to be pretty not, good. This is not a Caddyshack Snickers in the pool situation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't give this out for Halloween. But, You're unmoved. Uh, I'm unmoved, but I'm not a candy guy. You got to give me a cookie. Put this in a soft-baked cookie and I'll, and I'll give you a better idea.
1: Wow. my is going to be furious.
2: Hey, Jordan will appreciate my honesty, but I appreciate this, Jordan. It's not bad. It. It's just, yeah.
1: It's just, you're not even going to finish it.
2: Well, I'm not a big candy eater. I did that for the sake of the show. <laughs> it's a mini bar. Okay. It's, not a, it's not a foot long. I mean, <laughs> that's a two biter. I got, uh, I, when I have tw- uh, 200 words left in my story, I, I'll eat that for more energy because you know there's no food left over there. Right, like I, I, I come to this. You know, by the time I finish the show, like this, That's hit, true. They've, they've 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 cleaned that out. I'm not eating for the rest of the night. So yeah, I mean, the uh, parking this, lot might be
1: locked. You might not even get out tonight.
2: Yeah, yeah. This half of Cadbury is uh, is dinner and dessert. Thank you, Jordan. Somebody
0: get this man a cookie. All right. Well, Zach I would love Bremen, that. Yes. Thank you very much for
1: all of your hustle, as always. You are uh, you are. Uh, a, a picture of indefatigability. We appreciate it.
2: Can't wait for tomorrow's show. And check, I, I can't wait to watch this. I'll listen back on the ride tonight. And make sure you read our, uh, um, you read the story on allphly.com. And if I can keep giving it another plug, I got some, uh, I got some merch as part of our Black Friday sale at the PHLY locker. Okay. We got some, yeah, we got some good merch. So I, I know we've been plugging it throughout the show, but while I have the audience's attention. Buy some merch, right? Good Christmas presents, holiday presents, whatever you want.
1: Love that. Good job by you. Always a good company, man. Zach, thank you so much. And let's shout out the people in the super chat: the Philadelphia Wanderer, hundred bones, <laughs> believe in Kelly Green, and uh, Vince putting it in for uh, the Sean McDermott weird decision at the end of the game, not to uh, not to go for points. I mean, to to
0: the uh, was the super Wanderer, uh, the the super post there. Believe in Kelly Green. It's kind of like this team does have a little bit of magic. Mm. Like it's hard not to get a little swept up in like how they're doing this. It to, yeah. like Zach is, is equally as confused as as we all are. They just. Keep. Like there's a little angels in the outfield thing where like, well, that's why Valdez Scantling and James Cook dropped those balls is there's a why little, Gabe uh, Davis didn't turn inside yeah. as opposed to outside. It does seem like something who is, would be the angels, you think, in this situation. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Jerome Brown, if we're going Jerome like. Jerome Brown. OK, yeah, I could see yeah. Jerome looking out for us. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But it does seem like this team's got that's a little bit of something. mystery. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, you could big- even you could even like with the Eagles, you could play up the wings. <laughs> yeah. like, and uh, yeah. Stefan Diggs was doing that That's after, uh, you know, the Bills took the lead there late. Probably should have saved that one it's for walking off about. the field. You
1: know? <laughs> you know, something to think about. All right. Uh, well, that'll do it for the PHLY Eagles post game show. Good job. As always. Great job by Zach. We thank everybody for listening. The Eagles 10 and one another unbelievable comeback. Another game in which they came back from 10 points and were outgained by over 100 yards. But Jalen Hurts putting the exclamation point on the win, a 12-yard scamper to give the Eagles a 37-34 win. We will be back with shows all week, I believe 4 o'clock tomorrow. Zach will be back, hopefully rested and ready. Back on Tuesday with Brian Baldinger and Fletcher Cox. And then on Thursday and Friday, I believe we're going to have a special guest on Friday as well. Looking forward to that. All in anticipation of next Sunday's game, the 49ers coming to wow. town for a 425 matchup. Cannot wait to find out who their third quarterback is because that guy's probably going to have to play. So for Jamie and Andrew and Zach and everybody else here at PHLY, we thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Congratulations to the Sickos. Check out all the merch on the PHLY Locker. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
2: And as always, we love you. We all silly like the man.